Okay, hello everyone. It's your PCM Madison, and welcome back to the Your Hard Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. For this episode, we have a guest, Emma Byer, who's an, also a Knox alumni. Today's episode, we'll be talking about journalism with Emma and different ways to find interest in your career field. So, Emma, to start, if you just want to tell us a little bit about yourself, your journey, what you do. Sure. Yeah. I'm a 2011 graduate from Knox. I actually grew up in Galesburg um, and left, uh, actually started my career, my college career at a different um, school because I was interested in getting away from the community and going somewhere new. And I ended up transferring back to Knox actually after my second year, really because I wanted to be more invested in my education and um, the school I was at wasn't as supportive as I'd like it to be. So I was kind of the student that really never knew what I wanted to do. I remember when I started, we used to have like paper course catalogs and I would like rip out the pages of like an English major, a political science major and put them on the wall um, because I was like, here are all the things I'm interested in. How do I make this a career? How do I make this a major? Um, And I really had no idea what I wanted to do. And I certainly didn't necessarily think I'd be a journalist. I was interested in journalism but I was actually a sociology anthropology major at Knox and I studied political science uh, as a major for a while, ended up changing my major my senior year and uh, making that my minor. So I was always the person that had no idea what I was gonna do. And um, I actually, when I graduated from Knox, I spent about a year uh, just working, I'm not really sure what I wanted to do. And then I actually became a teacher before I became a journalist. I sort of, on a whim, moved to New York City, became a New York City teaching fellow. And yeah, I taught for a few years first. I was interested in education. And then after teaching for a while, I was kind of ready to do something different. I had an interest in journalism. I had an interest in writing. And I went back to school and got a uh, master's in journalism from the University of Missouri. So I've been in the journalism field for the last several years. But my career has kind of uh, taken me different places. I've moved around. I haven't exactly been sure what I wanted to do. Um, And so here I am. Yeah, I think that's super cool. I think trying everything, I don't know. It seems like you have a little bit of everything in your repertoire already. Um, I saw also for education, you worked in an alternative high school. Um, If you want to just like touch on that too and like explain like what that was like. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. When I uh, became a teacher, I've kind of always had a slightly alternative mindset. You know, I don't always like to follow the beaten path or I'm not a super good rule follower. And when I became a teacher, there was something appealing about working in an alternative district because they were doing things a little differently. They were working with kids who were um, who had left school who had dropped out of high school and they're just different stakes. And so my first classroom was um, in a nonprofit. So there was um, one teacher, me, from the Department of Education, and I had um, 20 students that were between 17 and 21 who were returning to school. And I had them from like 8.30 to noon, and I taught them every subject. They pretty much gave me free reign, you know, come up with a curriculum, decide when and what you want to teach. Uh, figure out what they need to know. Uh, And so they did that first chunk of coursework with me. And then in the afternoon, they did vocational training. 
Uh, and so it was a really different sort of experience because really I was creating every curriculum from scratch. I was, you know, in my location by myself, totally non-traditional in every sense, but, uh, and it was a lot of work, but it was really exciting for me to be able to kind of do my own thing. And that's, that's where I started. Yeah, I think it's cool that you were able to do that because you may have like all these other different interests. And I feel like the mindset that we're all told, like if you have, you're supposed to have like this one interest and this is the one thing you have to do. And it's just like, okay, I can be a teacher and I can help out and have my passions be within this, but I still can do different things as well, like journalism or finding other things. Like I know for me personally, like I just declared my major this term because mm-hmm. I'm also a sophomore and I was just like dang because I saw that you did political science as your minor and that's my major now but then I'm like am I really into political science like this like or do I want to do something different but it's just like once you like I feel like the reality sometimes make you or it kind of force you to think like okay this is what I have to do in this moment and that's the only thing I can do where I liked how you were talking about like your experience how you can do multiple like other things that can still lead you into a, like that path there's different like routes and possibilities that you can take to get there yeah I thought that was really interesting yeah I was always envious of people who are like I want to be a doctor here's what I'm doing or I want to be a lawyer and it's a very linear path but I think there are a lot of people certainly like me who have no idea what your career is going to be and I still feel now I'm 32 I still don't really feel like here's what my career will be here's the exact path um I think we're kind of in a society now where people change jobs more or you can study something you're interested in undergrad and end up doing something that's not specifically in line with that. And uh, yeah, I, it's definitely okay to do. Yeah, I think I think you mentioned um, being a little bit of a rule breaker and also like not 100% knowing what you wanted to do. And both of those are very, I feel like, classic Knox student viewpoints. Like everyone's very confused and jealous of the three people on campus who know precisely what they're doing yeah yeah but it's really cool to see like that that you can change like regardless of like I don't know I feel like there's a lot of pressure as soon as you finish college like you to set out on an actual career path that you're going to do for the rest of your life so it's cool that you like bring up the point of like you can still be changing throughout your entire life yeah I think I heard somewhere that people on average have three careers in their professional life so I try to use that as my guideline of like, I still have one career left in me at least before I'm at least average. So Exactly. And then like, you're above average. <laughs> yeah. yeah I part. think you're right though <laughs> that it feels like you're supposed to really know, even when you graduate, here's your career. But really people change all the time. And even things like journalism or going from education to journalism, there's really a lot of overlap, um, even though they seem totally different. That also kind of falls in the line of sometimes when you're doing something for so long, you can kind of lose your interest in it or your passion. And sometimes it's hard to like find that passion again. And you could always, you know, do something different or still fall in that line. So I guess my question for you is how do you still find passion or keep your interest in your career field? Yeah, that's a great question. I think something different will motivate, you know, everybody individually. But for me, I'm always interested in a new challenge or learning something new or doing something different. So I'm always looking for that thing to challenge me. You know, as a reporter, I've worked, um, I've worked as a legal reporter. I've worked as an education reporter. 
you know, I'm always sort of taking on a new challenge or your job just will continue to change. Um, I think once you feel bored in your career or your position, that's probably time to move on. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean a career change, but maybe that means a different position. Maybe that means a, you know, a new company. Uh, and that might be different for other people. But for me, I'm always looking for that thing that challenges me. And in that, that's exciting. Yeah. Right. If you want to touch a little bit more on like some of the challenges that you faced as a reporter um, and how you've overcome them as well. Sure. It's an incredibly challenging field. I'm sure everyone knows, you know, that it's a difficult field to get into, right? There's less of a demand to be a reporter or work for a newspaper, these sort of traditional media outlets. And there's a lot of challenges that maybe are lesser known. You certainly don't don't have a lot of job security. Um, people are cut all the time that are really talented. They can't afford to keep people. So, you know, a lot of people I know in journalism have moved every couple of years for a new position. You're not paid terribly well, of course. Um, and there's a huge demand on you, you know, not just demand for uh, for work, but there's a demand on producing things, writing things, making sure everything's right. Um, and a lot of time the general public doesn't always like you. So it's challenging in a lot of uh, internal and external ways. How do you find like a balance of self within that? Especially like how you were saying that not everyone may not like you. And then, you know, sometimes you may feel with reporting or writing an article or in journalism in general, like, do I go with the flow of how everyone wants me to write or to report this information? Or do I go with the the truth or my perspective and stuff like that, that everyone may not agree with? And I know that can be very tolling if people know, like, okay, this is the person that's writing this. I don't like that. So let me say something to them. So how do you balance that self you know that self-care and was also facing those challenges like that or that you may possibly face like that on the job yeah I those are all great points um it can be difficult I think it's key to have a supportive organization a supportive editor a supportive um newsroom that backs you up that's really essential because there will be things that will be controversial that you write even if they don't seem like it um there will be people who disagree or people who don't think it's accurate. Uh, and that's sort of the reality we live in. I mean, I think it's important to be able to back up your work, be able to sort of trust your instinct and your knowledge, always sort of have a, an eye on the truth. But hopefully the key is to have a, a good support system um, or a supportive newsroom or someone that you feel has your back that you can say, this is, this is the truth or this is what this person said. Um, and they can back you up. That's really key. Yeah. Right. Um, in, in dealing with like the challenges of people who um, might not like you, how do you kind of get to the truth while like still making yourself likable to them? Are there any tips for that? Yeah. I mean, I think there are people in sort of today's society that don't like the media, don't like journalists. And that is something that you can't take personally. And there will be people that maybe personally don't like you. As a journalist, your responsibility or your job is also kind of to build that trust or that general respect. Um, there's no perfect rule on how to do that, but sort of building confidence within your sources, talking to them about who you are as a person. Usually, if people don't like journalists, they might see you're a real person and like you more. Um, 
but it can be tough. I mean, I think if people don't like journalists or don't like you specifically, they won't talk to you. Um, so it's sort of, it's sort of building that bridge. You're kind of always working as a, um, you're kind of always working to build those bridges between people and journalists. So it could be challenging. Oh, for sure. Also too, something that happened at, we just had, or kind of recently, a career bridge um, program event that we did where we had alumni um, come talk to the students here. And one of the questions that a student had was like, how do you build like confidence on the job when you don't feel confident? And I was like, something that I remembered like talking to them as well is just like, with life, if you're always comfortable, that means you're not really growing. So I'm like, if you're feeling like, hey, I'm not feeling good about this, or I'm not feeling comfortable on the job, what things can I change or improve on to be better um, in that work environment or just in life in general? So I'm like, always thinking like, okay, if you feel like the imposter syndrome, like you're not fitting in to where you belong, or if you don't feel like you belong, that means that there's there's a need for change and you have to be that person to make that change because you can't force other people to change or to do things differently. It has to be within yourself first. Yeah, I think that's very true. I also think what adults don't always want to admit though is that every, no matter what your position is or how how powerful you seem, there is a general sense that you don't feel like you know what you're doing. Everyone, no matter how accomplished they are, has that imposter syndrome and a little bit of knowing that everyone feels that I think reassures me is that a lot of us are adults are just faking it till they make it. They don't have it all figured out. You don't just like click over one day and are like, great. Now I'm great at my job. I'm never going to mess up. Um, and that's okay. You know, you, you have to trust your abilities, but also forgive yourself if you don't feel like you're in complete control or the most competent person you are. It's just, I think we all, we all feel that way sometimes. Sometimes, like, fake it till you make it just a little bit. Like, just keep pushing, keep moving, like, you got this. Yeah, I think that is a key that nobody wants to say, is that we're all sort of faking it uh, a little bit every day. Um, I'm, in, I'm in the education field, so, like, I feel like I feel like being a teacher and the fact that you have been a teacher helps a lot with that. I feel like being a teacher is so much faking it till you make it. Oh, absolutely. And I was, even in college, and certainly before college, I was really pretty shy and, and soft-spoken and had a lot of social anxiety. And being a teacher really gave me those tools of speaking in front of people, feeling confident, like sort of performing. Um, and that made me a lot more comfortable in every other field. And sort of education is something I'm still really passionate about. And while I actually work as an editor now, um, I also have a part-time job doing education. Um, I'm an education coordinator at one of the museums here. So I'm kind of always trying to bridge these two things together. I don't always do it perfectly, but um, yeah, I, I try to bridge these two interests together, which is also something I think for people to think about as they're moving forward for a career. If you have two different interests, sometimes there's a way to combine them or sometimes there's a way to do both. Yeah, and, and also like, especially if, if you switch around and have three or more jobs in a lifetime um, to, you know, really like use the strengths that you got from the other jobs too and carry them along. Like there are important things in every, Absolutely. every field. Absolutely. You're, you gain all kinds of skills in whatever job. I mean, certainly as a journalist, you learn all kinds of transferable skills of communication and writing and building trust. There's all kinds of things in any job you do that you can bring to other positions. 
Actually, one of the most amazing things about working in the Career Center and like working on so many people's resumes and helping them with their resumes is you get to see how many like job backgrounds different people have with the same job skills. Because we're always trying to like piece out the job skills from the jobs that they did. And there's so many involving like communication skills and interpersonal skills and time management. And it's all these things that keep on coming up across like all sorts of career fields. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think employers want that diverse. They want those specific skills, but they also want people with diverse backgrounds and experiences. And yeah, I don't think that's something to be afraid of. Right. And I feel as though, you know, every day you learn a different lesson, whether it's on the job or switching and doing different things. So with that, what has been your or what has been the most important lesson that you have learned with being a teacher or in a journalist? Um, also very great, great question. I think, um, I think this is not something that's explicitly taught in one moment, but I think the idea of resilience is something that's really important. And within that, your job isn't your self-worth. I think that a lot of people I know and me as well, especially in the past, have thought like my value is in what I produce, how hard I work, the praise I'm getting. And then there'll be times where you lose your job or you're not treated super well at work or you, you realize what you're doing isn't right for you. And I think a lot of times we have a tendency to just, if we fail at this or if we feel like we fail, then we're a failure as a human. If this job doesn't go well, it's me and I'm a terrible person. And that's uh, that's a hard lesson, that, but an important lesson I think that adults have to learn as well is that your job is important and your job is a piece of you, but your job isn't the definition of who you are. It's just one thing that you do. And that's something I've certainly learned um, in many ways throughout my, my many experiences. That's something that I'm kind of going through myself, like thinking about you know, the future and what I want it to be for myself. And I'm like, okay, am I doing enough? Or should I change this? Or should I change that? And it's just like, I think about the things that I have done on campus, often outside of campus. And I'm just like, okay, is this, does this define who I am? Or am I using that to define me? And in ways it can feel good. But when those moments where you're not feeling good about what could possibly happen or not having control it's just like okay this is just like a piece of me but it's not me completely yeah I think that's exactly right because the job market's hard when you graduate college you might not land your dream job you might not uh have the trajectory you want and if those setbacks sort of define like well I'm this is defining me as a person that can be you know more devastating but if you're like this is just a piece of me or this is just something I'm doing it's not your self-worth um, so you mentioned that you've been a legal reporter and an education reporter. If you want to just like tell us a bit about the differences between those jobs and like kind of what you do, like a little bit more just day to day. Yeah, absolutely. Much like my career in general, uh, my reporting career has sort of taken me taken me different places. I um, so after I graduated from Knox, I lived in Chicago for a year, moved to New York City and then moved to Missouri for grad school. And uh, after grad school, I, I got a job at Bloomberg in Washington, DC, where I was doing tax reporting, which again was not something I ever thought I would be doing legal state tax reporting. That was pretty much the last thing I you, you could have assumed I was doing. Um, but it, it certainly was interesting and something totally new in that position I did 
kind of what it sounds, uh, reporting on state tax initiatives. Um, and there are interesting things about that. So like, what are states doing to get revenue, whether that's um, legalizing marijuana and how we can make money from that, things like film credits, how we get films uh, or movies to film here. Um, I did a lot of that. And I also got to go to the Supreme Court and listen to arguments, um, oral arguments on cases that were, were happening. So it was something totally new for me, totally different. Um, and I ended up after that uh, moving, I now live in Fargo, North Dakota, another place I never thought I'd list, uh, I'd never live. Uh, and I didn't plan on being here for longer than I'm, uh, I moved here for a year position and I'm still here a couple of years later, which I didn't think. Um, but I was an education reporter. So doing things like covering board meetings and what's happening in the school system. Um, and kind of, again, somewhere that I didn't really think I'd end up or in a position I'd end up, but an opportunity that you can take advantage of. And I've always been someone who's been like, I guess I'll move somewhere new. I guess I'll do a new position. I guess I'll see how this goes. So uh, the same skills, you know, the same, you're doing the same reporting, interviewing uh, and writing, but on totally different topics. And since then, I've moved into being an editor uh, for an online publication. So I've moved out of the reporter role into a, a more editorial um, editing role. With that, I know sometimes as like, you know, people, not just students, we can kind of feel like unprepared, especially when possibly going into like a different field or doing something different from what you expected. What are some ways that you have prepared or some advice to get prepared um, for seniors and those trying to get into the um, job market? Yeah, um, that is also a very thoughtful question. Um, I certainly felt really unprepared when I graduated and I had no idea what to do. Um, and I did most of things wrong. I think the best things you can do, which I'm sure a lot of students are doing, is go to the career center, reach out to the people that are there to help you. I didn't do any of that. And like, certainly here I am with a job many years later, but I wish that when I was graduating, I would have gone to the career center and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm going to do for a job. I have no idea what's going on. Um, Cause there are obviously resources and companies that are interested in hiring people who've just graduated and they can steer you in the right direction. Um, and I think that's really essential. I think the other really good option for students um, is looking at AmeriCorps programs that give you that year experience where you can get, not that um, college students don't have an understanding on what a job is, but you get that sort of direct service. You're working kind of long hours, but you still have a supportive community um, and you're working with people your same age. You can build friendships, you can build a community and you're getting a lot of hands-on skills. So taking advantage of those opportunities for young people, I think, is a huge, um, a huge bonus. Um, so in your work as an editor now, I'm just wondering what kind of what it takes to get a job in the editing field, um, like what you had to do to apply and kind of how you had to like present yourself to stand out. Sure. Certainly a lot of people, um, since I edit news, a lot of editors were reporters beforehand or have um, education work editing. There are lots of positions or lots of things you can do in the editing field. You can do book editing, right? Anything that's written needs an editor. Um, you know, a lot of times these positions are looking for experience, though. 
And so working as a reporter or working at a newspaper or even, you know, working on the school newspaper, interning somewhere, any sort of real world experience can help set you apart. Um, the, how to get an editing job is uh, not something I can like just lay out. Be like, oh, Here's of course. Exactly how to do it. I wish I could. <laughs> was that simple. Um, I, I mean, a lot of people have reporting experience and they become editors or they're English majors or they have gone on to get more advanced degrees in editing because really as an editor, they want someone who's, um, can pay attention to detail, no AP style and can kind of really hone in. Um, but just like any job you apply to, I mean, I think, uh, sort of setting yourself apart with the skills that you have and sort of looking at job requirements and applying. I mean, certainly I think, although this is not necessarily a steadfast rule, I applied to tons of jobs before I'm ever given an offer. And I think going in with that mindset is that you might apply to 50 or 25 jobs before you get an interview. That's not necessarily a bad sign. Um, so yeah, going for it, applying for it, not getting discouraged. Um, looking at, if you want to be an editor, looking at the skills they're looking for and just applying and seeing, seeing if you can get your foot in the door. For journalism in particular, how exactly do you like navigate in that field? Because there's so many positions that you can like get or receive and there's different ways to sort of like level up. I know some people like to like set goals for themselves and whether it's long-term or short-term to kind of reach those different levels, whether it's in like a career or something different. So how do you navigate or um, go about with trying to do different things within your field? Yeah, that's a great, great question. Uh, my dog is barking in the bedroom. <laughs> I'll just uh, try to put him in the other room so he wouldn't bark. Um, I think it's similar if you want to move up in any job position. There are going to be people who don't ever, they want it, they're a reporter and they want to stay a reporter and they're a reporter yeah. for 20 years. Um, and that's the same in any field. They're position A and they want to stay there. I think that there are usually opportunities and um, usually any opportunities in, feel, in the field. <laughs> he was like, one last one. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I have two dogs, only one is barking. Um, there are opportunities in any field to advance. Uh, I think getting to know people who are in the positions, learning how they got there, uh, learning what skills you need to improve on. But a lot of times it's just talking to your boss, saying, here's the position I'm in but one day I want to be here. What do I need to do? And improving on those skills uh, and sort of working towards that. I think that's, that's definitely an option or thinking you're a reporter and you want to become an editor and maybe you work for a reporter for a few years and then you start applying for uh, editing positions once you're more comfortable. I mean, there are different ways to do it, but I think, think understanding what skills and what they're looking for Um and sort of talking to people in those positions can be really helpful. Um, so you've, you've kind of had like three different um, fields of, of career, because one is like kind of as a teacher, something that you are well-liked by the class and presenting like yourself for a group. Then another career as a like journalist and reporter where you're um, kind of like one-on-one -on -one a little bit more and sometimes you have to like win over individuals. 
Um, and then edit, like as an editor, you're kind of a lot, a lot more behind the scenes. Um, do you have like any preferences or like any, any viewpoints on like how they all kind of blend, which is your favorite, that kind of thing? Sure. I think every job has some level of, you know, you're working one-on-one or you're working with a group or maybe you're working behind the scenes. I think those are probably all good skills to have. I I think it's a lot harder to work one-on-one with people. If I had the choice whether to give a presentation or to explain something to one person one-on-one, I would take the big presentation. For some reason, that's not as scary for me. It's not as intimate. Um, but I actually kind of like being behind the scenes. I'm always uh, been someone who's kind of like planning and figuring things out and putting things together. Certainly when I was a teacher, I really liked doing curriculum development. It's kind of the same sort of thing. Um, uh, yeah, and I think because I'm kind of a more reserved or introverted person, I kind of like doing a lot of independent work. So in that way, certainly all my positions have all uh, all of those components. But if I had a preference, I think I would I would prefer the sort of behind the scenes kind of work. That's awesome. Thanks. As we begin to kind of wrap this up, what is one, if you can go back in time, what is one thing that you would have changed when you were a student here at Knox? I mean, I think that probably this is something many people say, um, and I was pretty well involved, but I wish I would have done more things. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I wish I would have tried out for more opportunities, or I would have gone out of my comfort zone even more, or I would have just just done more things because you don't realize uh, until you're an adult, you know, you miss that sense of community. You miss that sense of having opportunities, but still being within sort of the realm of, of being comfortable. Um, you know, I wish I would have talked to the career center more. I wish I would have, uh, you know, taken advantage of all the things that there are for students. Mm-hmm. Because certainly, you know, being in college is a really interesting, special, fun, exciting time that we all kind of look back. Um, yeah, and just certainly have done more things. Um, yeah, and just taken every opportunity that there possibly was and try to savor every moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but definitely being in this school with the community because with Knox, I feel like as with this being like my second year here, I feel like every year, every time you start to get, you get closer and closer with your community. And when you leave, it's different. Not everyone in your neighborhood is going to be like, hey, let's go for a walk or, you know, just something random, you know, with having that closeness and that like family bond with the different faculty and staff and like students on campus. It's a lot different. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, I mean, once you're in the working world, people are in different walks of life. Uh, You know, they have different circumstances, different backgrounds, you know, and all those things are positive, but it's not the same as having people uh, having the same experience with you or in your your dorm or, you know, in your class. It's just a totally different feeling. Um, So just to just to like wrap it up, um, what what would you say if you have like one message for the kind of the Knox student body? as about careers or just as they go into like their lives? Yeah, I think my advice is it's okay if you don't know what you want to do. It's okay if you're not on a clear path. It's okay if you're thinking I'm graduating in six months, a year, three months. I don't really know what's going to happen. Uh, that's okay. Um, you know, talk to the resources that you have. Talk to people. Look at opportunities for young graduates. Uh, but also don't get wrapped up if things don't go exactly the way you think they're going to go. 
Uh, we all have these big ideas of how successful we will be when we graduate college, or at least I did. Um, and suddenly you're kind of at the bottom of, uh, you know, you're at the top when you're in college, you're a senior, you feel like you've got everything under control, and then you're kind of thrust out into the real world where you're sort of at the bottom of the ladder again. So keeping in mind that if things don't go well, if things are hard, if you're having a hard time adjusting, if you're not in the career that you or the job that you want post-graduation, that that's okay too. That doesn't really define who you are or your worth. Um, it's just part of the super, sort of complicated part of being an adult. And once again, you're listening to the You're Hired podcast. We loved having you here, Emma, as our guest today. We learned so much. And with that, everyone, the viewers, I, Adam, will always take what you said with the information that you gave us to help, you know, navigate and do things. We really appreciate you coming here and talking to us and giving this wonderful information. Right. Anything um, before you before we go, like anything you'd like to plug on our podcast? Um, wow. I really wish I had something exciting. Like when you listen to a podcast yeah. and they say their book <laughs> is coming out. Uh, no, I don't. Um, Write a book. Uh, I know. Uh, stay tuned. It's been really great just to visit with you and kind of reconnect <laughs> yeah. with Knox uh, and be a part of this. I'm always excited to uh, be a part of anything Knox is doing. And I'm really, hopefully this has been encouraging for young students. Um, another yeah other than that just keep doing what you're doing thank you so much